We'll take our text this evening from the second chapter of St. Luke and also the second chapter of St. Matthew. St. Luke, the second chapter, will begin with verse 8. And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there were with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And it came to pass, as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds said one to another, Let us now go, even unto Bethlehem, and see this thing which is come to pass, which the Lord hath made known unto us. And we'll go to verse 20. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as, as it was told unto them. In the second chapter of Matthew, verses 9 through 11. When they had heard the king's, the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. This evening we will uh, look at two accounts of the Christmas story. The first account is a celebration of Jesus' birth. The second account is a gift that keeps giving. We can't imagine, really, we can try to imagine what it was like the night that the angel appeared to the shepherds out on the hillside. Try to think about how quiet it would have been out there that night. Maybe they were sleeping. Maybe they were sitting around a bonfire. Maybe they were just quietly talking. But it was quiet. Cheryl and I try to go walking about 6 o'clock, five days a week. And uh, summertime, it's really quiet out. Sometimes we don't hear any other vehicles. It's just calm. Sometimes we don't hardly ever see anybody else. And I thought about that. It just, I've even mentioned to Cheryl, it's hard to imagine how peaceful it is out here right now as we're on our walk and think of all the turmoil that's going on in the world. But that night, for the shepherds, it had to be peaceful, had to be calm, had to be quiet. 
And whatever they were doing, if they were sleeping or whatever, when that angel appeared and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, we can be sure they were wide awake. Excited, but scared. I think we can understand that a little bit. We'd be scared if everything was so quiet and peaceful and all of a sudden an angel appears and the sky lights up. You know, they were excited about what they heard. The angel told them, fear not. The angel just wanted to let them know that uh, Jesus was born. It was a time of celebration. It was a time of thanksgiving. It was a time of praise. It says a multitude of angels appeared praising the Lord. What What a wonderful time that must have been. And of course, Scripture doesn't tell us the whole story, so we can only imagine how it might have been. But I wonder, uh, somebody, one of the shepherds or two of the shepherds need to stay with the sheep. They, uh, I can't imagine they all would have left the sheep. They were They were good shepherds, so they were used to taking care of their sheep. And Scripture doesn't tell us how many shepherds there were. But there were some that don't out, don't out, that probably stayed to watch the sheep. And the others went to see Jesus. They went. They saw. They, they, they understood what the angel told them. And, and as they left, you know, they didn't keep it to themselves. We don't know what time of the morning it was. It, it no doubt must have been fairly early. But as they went through town, they must have saw some people because they were proclaiming Jesus, what they saw, what they heard. There'd be a lot of excitement there. But if there were some shepherds that stayed back with the sheep. Can't you imagine? They were just waiting for the shepherds to get back to hear all about it. They heard part of it from the angels, but just waiting for the rest of the story. Well, it was an exciting time that night. And as the shepherds, they came, they saw it. They went out and proclaimed what they saw. Uh, They just went on glorifying and praising the Lord. The message of Jesus' birth is still being proclaimed today. It's been proclaimed in this church service tonight. It was proclaimed Sunday night in the sanctuary, Sunday morning, during Sunday school, the last few days, and if the Lord tarries a little bit more. That's just right here. But the story of Jesus' birth is still being proclaimed today around the world. The, the message of salvation is still going out today. Jesus came to seek and to save the lost. And He's still seeking and saving the lost today. He's still looking for the ones that are, uh, want to hear why He came. The purpose 
of Christmas. Brother Tom testified about, he knew some of the Christmas carols. He was singing the Christmas carols before he was even saved. That's wonderful. But what we want is people not only to sing the Christmas carols, not only come and hear about Christmas and Jesus' birth, but to experience Jesus in their lives themselves. That's the Christmas story. That's the story that we still want to proclaim today. The second account of the Christmas story, actually it came a few months after Christmas, but it's all tied with Christmas. We always share it at Christmas time. That's the wise men. Because, you know, they were, they were looking, they were watching, they were anticipating the Messiah to come, and they were watching the stars, and one night they saw a special star. It was different than all the others. And then they just believed that was the sign that Jesus was born. And they started on their journey. And it took them a while, several weeks, a few months. Day by day, they traveled, watching the star, following the star. Through hard times, no doubt, possibly bad weather, maybe some discouraging times, but they kept following the star and watching the star. And even when they came in and before the king, they asked, where is he that is born king of the Jews? Well, the king didn't like to hear that. But you know, after they left him, they looked back in the sky again. There was the star. And it led them to where Jesus is at. Led them to the house where Jesus was. Now reread that verse 11. It says, when they were come into the house, they saw the young child with Mary his mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they opened their treasures, they presented unto him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Gifts. Gifts for Jesus. Gifts for Mary and Joseph. It was a way of supporting them on their journey. That they had brought them with them from their homes, from the east as they traveled. But they had those gifts with them. You know, Mary and Joseph needed those gifts. They needed the gifts that the wise men gave to them. There more than those gifts, there's a gift that is greater than all that, and that is the uh, the greatest gift this world has ever seen, and that is Jesus. God's gift. God gave His Son as a gift to this world. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave gave His Son as a gift to this world. Why did He do that? This verse says that. 
that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That gift, that gift of everlasting life, that gift of living forever and ever with Jesus, what a gift that is. It's a gift we all want. Jesus is the greatest gift of all. Jesus is a gift that has an endless supply of gifts. There's no end to the gifts that Jesus has for us. Jesus is the answer to every question, every need or concern any of us may have at any time. He has the answer. He has the gift. He has what we need each and every day. Jesus told the woman at the well, He says, If thou knewest the gift of God, the gift of God, and who it is that saith unto thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. See, Jesus, if you just realized who who you're talking to, you're talking to God's Son, Jesus. I can give you living water. She she went out that day to get some uh, water from the well. And Jesus was there. And He started talking to her about living water. Something that she wanted. Something that she needed in her life. Something that she did not have up until that point. But that day she experienced that gift of living water in her life. It made a difference in her life. It changed her life. Jesus told her to call her husband. She says, I have no husband. She, she realized that she had several husbands. And that mean the husband she had wasn't her husband because it wasn't her first husband. But then she went back into the city and, and, and told Peel, come and see a man that's told me everything I ever did. Is not this the Christ? See, she realized that gift of Jesus was given to her that day. Romans 6.23 For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. The gift of God is eternal life. We can all have it. We can all experience it. It can be a hope that's burning in our hearts each and every day. So I'd like to ask you a question. Have you ever got a Christmas gift that you've never opened? Anybody? Kind of a crazy question, isn't it? What do we do when we get gifts? We open them. A few days ago, we went up to Seattle to be with our family up there, our grandchildren. And... uh, so we were going to have Christmas up there while we were there. So we gathered around the Christmas tree. And, uh, well, three grandchildren, were, there was a lot of excitement there. And so they picked the gifts that they wanted to open first. And so they were on the floor, and they had the gift right in front of them. And they were just waiting for the okay to open those gifts. 
How do you suppose they opened them? They didn't take their time. Instantly, just started ripping open to get to that gift to see what it was. And when they got it, they were so excited. So, yes, when we get a gift, we open those gifts, don't we? So, so what about the gifts from Jesus? What about the gifts that Jesus gives us? That wants to give us? That wants to supply our each and every need? What about the gift of salvation? What about the gift of sanctification? The gift of baptism? See, Jesus wants to give those gifts to us. We can have them. They're ours. Just a, just a simple, uh, honest prayer from the heart. Just reaching out to the Lord. Uh, to be saved, Lord, I'm sorry for the life I've lived. Please save me. Change my life. Just a few words from our heart. And Jesus will hear the, that prayer. And he'll give that gift. Sanctification works the same way. A few more consecrations. A little more yielding of our lives to the Lord. Ask the Lord for that experience. It's a gift. He wants to give it. Same with the baptism. Same thing. More consecration, yielding of our lives. Asking the Lord to give us, to fill us with that experience of the baptism. It's a gift. We, we can't work to receive it. It's a gift. He wants to give it. He wants to give it tonight. He wants to give whatever your need is tonight. Jesus wants to supply that tonight. He wants to give it to you tonight. You, you can open that gift. Just like when we receive a Christmas gift, we like to open it up as soon as we can. Well, Jesus is here. He's handing out the gifts tonight. It's up to each one of us if we open those gifts. And it comes through prayer. So we'll take some time to pray tonight. So let's stand and sing number 329 and we invite you to come and pray.